story time with Gina and Zena. Hi, I'm Zvex. I'm Covert Go Gina. It is season two, and we are going to the wilds of Eldraine. And Eldraine the first time around was very cool. We learned about Will and Rowan Kenrith, the twins that share a spark. They're King Kenrith, who was their father, and their mother, who was a witch. Of course, we had Oko wrecking formats across the board, turning everything into elks. And we had another a lot of other great cards that are still seeing play in formats today, like Bone Crusher Giant, Brazen Borrower. Who can forget a good cat oven combo? All sorts of fun things. We've got in Commander, the Great Henge. Everyone loves playing that. If you've got a favorite card from Eldraine, comment it below. And hopefully one of the art cards that we're covering in one of the stories will be a new breakout hit. Well, I'm partial to the Great Henge. In my opinion, it is the greatest henge. That's a place I'd like to visit one day. When we last left off our season one with Phyrexia, we are now seeing Eldraine and the remains of the Phyrexian battles. They chose a really unique way to end the war where they were, uh, but it's had a lot of lasting effects on their world. So we're going to get to explore that. And with that, we are going to be taking a look at Wilds of Eldraine, Episode 1, Pure of Heart by K. Arsenote Rivera. Gina, where are we at? Eldraine was home to a good king and good queen. Sadly, they both died during the Phyrexian invasion, leaving behind their children, the twins, Will and Rowan. Will is now known as the Boy King, so succession worked out for him. The knight has risen to power, Sir Imbadane, and she lost an arm in the fight against the Phyrexians, and it was replaced with enchanted wood. She's got a really cool wood arm, and she carries a hammer as big as Will. And she's running a protection racket in a nearby village and calls herself Queen. Start with Will and Rowan riding up to a meeting with the so-called Queen. And after some banter, they agree to a duel. The so-called Queen goes so far to point out that she was a knight on the battlefield and that what was Will doing in the castle? What was Rowan doing in the castle? They weren't out there fighting the war against the Phyrexians. We know what Will was doing. He was reading a book. He's a nerd. <laughs> they did just come from studying up at Strixhaven. The uh, premise of the duel is this. Imidane says, if I win, you will say, yas, queen, and drop your crown. And Will says, if I win, you will bend the knee and follow me. And we hate that Will so foolishly suggests, yeah, let's duel for the crown of the kingdom. No big deal. Rowan yeah, Ro knows this is a bad idea. Yeah, Rowan's pretty panicked about it. She leans over and says, like, bro, you sure about this? Like, I know you've been training, but she's going to kick your butt. Like, let me at her instead. I can take her. And, and Will says, no, I need to do tough king stuff to earn respect. I can't have my sister fighting battles for me. Uh, but Rowan can't help but imagine, like, what's everyone going to think if he loses? Like, but she backs down and thinks about her family and the first time she jousted. Yep, she's ready to let Will take this one on 
his own. Like you said, he's been training. So she's got to let him get rid of that boy king nickname. So the duel begins. And Will starts things off by making a skating pond. And Imidane does a comical Bambi on ice fall. Everybody laughs. <laughs> Imidane recovers and swings her big hammer at Will. And he avoids it but falls. And Rowan gets super anxious on the sidelines and doesn't think Will will recover in time. So she kind of lets her feelings go loose and shoots a lightning bolt out of her fingertips. And it is so strong. It cuts a massive rift into the side of a mountain, which history will later call Stormcutter Mountain. Everyone is horrified and afraid. The night runs away. Will is disappointed in Rowan for not believing in him. This was a super Smash Bros moment. We have Will using the ice effect instantly, the queen slipping and falling humorously, her rebels even laugh at her, and she's not going to be made a fool, made of mockery in this scenario. It's almost like, I don't know, if there was some lightning power-up ability where you can just crack and have like a, you know, not the hammer because that's her weapon, but yeah. I don't even think Rowan knows what's happening, what's taking over her. The lightning inside of her. Yeah, she just kind of feels stuff and goes with it. So we briefly follow Imidine, who runs until she finds herself in a magical glittering throne room. She falls to her knees, and the golden eyes of a Fae Lord emerge from the darkness and tell her she was summoned and asks if the would-be queen is pure of heart. And that's all we get for that little blip where she's transported. Is she pure of heart? We don't even get a response. <laughs> She's like, I've got an arm made of wood. What does that get me? <laughs> it's magical. <laughs> Let's cut away to a remote village known for sheep. Well, not just sheep. Uh, this village, Orangeshire, seems to have quite the fine wool. Well, because they take really good care of the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Is this becoming a game of Catan? Maybe. <laughs> so we get to meet a 16-year-old boy named Kellen who dreams of being a hero and going on adventures. But for now, he's coming home after being picked on by the neighborhood kids. His mom goes full mom on him and interrogates him while cleaning his face and his stepdad helps. And Kellen, like, tries to downplay what happened. Like, it's no big deal. You know, the kids just threw nails at me and laughed and jeered and said, you know, you never belonged here, half-blood. <laughs> Finally admits, well... They think the slumber is my fault and asked if it was true that my real dad was a fairy. We're left with this question. Okay, Kellen, this curious boy, is he part fairy? What is, what is this little clue we're getting here? And at this point, we should explain that the wicked slumber is the name of a curse that's fallen over the land. And it helped end the Phyrexian invasion, but it spread to many others that were not Phyrexian, all the normal folk. And nobody really knows how it spreads, just that it seems really contagious and no one can wake the dreamers. Not even true love's kiss. A sleeping slumber, classic fairy tale woe. Like after Kellen drops the bomb about whether or not his dad's a fairy, everyone's kind of like quiet for a moment. But then stepdad says, it doesn't matter what they say, son. All that matters is who you are, not where you're from. And who you are is our boy. And so they all have a sweet moment where they're basically like, no, you're our kid. <laughs> and then we're on to Castle Ardenvale. Yay! 
Castle Ardenvale is in ruins. So they're actually set up at Castle Vantress. <laughs> <laughs> Your princess Psych. is in another castle. <laughs> <laughs> Owen has been standing and waiting for Will to notice she is in the room for the last 15 minutes after being announced and clearing her throat. He's buried in very interesting paperwork. Will, we're leaving. You haven't slept in two days. People are going to hear what happened at the cliffs. And Will's like, yeah, they already have. Like, look at these letters. Here's a letter that says a coward cannot be High King of Eldraine. Your sister's unhinged. You know, you really should have trusted me. Rowan just closes her eyes and says, like, you'd be dead if I hadn't interfered. And by the way, like, you aren't the real king, High King of Eldraine. You didn't go on the high quest. You're supposed to earn it. And that clearly bothers her. Father Will. He's like, nah, that's a technicality. The realm needs a high king. I'm just going to be high king. And you know what? I had a plan. You should just trust me when I have a plan. Owen wants to leave this place and use their spark to investigate the wicked slumber and save the realm with a magical solution. Will wants to stay here and do high king stuff. So Rowan tries to force it by closing her eyes and concentrating on planeswalking. And she sees a vision of her father's last battle and her stepmother and siblings running away. It's very emotional and sad, and she can't feel their spark at all. So frustrated, she leaves Will behind and takes off on foot. I think this is the first time she figures out that their spark is gone. I think so, too. She, she can't feel it anymore. And it's after the peak of the frustration where she's trying to tell Will we need to do one thing, and he's insisting... The bureaucracy needs me. Look, all of these people are sending me letters saying I can't follow my irresponsible sister who's putting people in danger, out of control. And it just, it tears them apart. And you can sense the spark absent in her, almost like the way it was in Nahiri. It's like he wants to unite the land under the political platform of just like, hey, I'm all about unity. Let's just do it. <laughs> but we go back to Kellen, who is racing up a hill during a new moon with his family sheepdog Hex, which is a great name for a witchy sheepdog. And when he reaches the old willow tree at the top, he sees a magical archway. And he knows from stories this is an invitation to speak to one of the high fairies. So before mom can do anything about it, he jumps through the archway because a hero never hesitates. <laughs> this is really telling because leading up to this moment, he describes how mom always takes him here and tells him stories and she keeps repeating certain ones as if she's trying to clue him in about things. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go through before mom gets here so she can't stop me. And this is just the first of many young things our, our nice Kellen character does. He's just a kid. Wants to be a hero. He's, he's going to figure it out. Just, just figure it out. He sees a magical staircase and a throne with a beautiful figure seated upon it who asks, Tell me, brave hero, are you true of heart? Hey, didn't we hear this earlier? <laughs> we did. We did indeed. Kellen says, I don't know, but I'd like to be. Uh, the figure's a little bit disappointed with the wishy-washy answer and asks, But are you truly your father's son? You know, like you got your, your butt kicked in the bully battle and you didn't give it back twice as hard. And Kellen gets excited. Oh, so it's true. I'm half fey. Do you know my dad? And the figure reveals themselves to be Lord Talion, who has a deal for Kellen. If Kellen provides a service, he will get all the answers he wants about his dad. 
So Kellen's like, I'm, I'm totally in. So Lord Talion says, Witches three have this land summer slumber plagued. Agatha the hungry lays in wait near her great cauldron in search of heroes to eat. Cruel Hilda has taken winter's crown for her own. Wherever there are lovers and lords, you shall find the beguiling Ariette. Whosoever is brave enough to defeat them shall break the curse upon the realm, and for that service, earn a boon from my ever full treasury. I had to keep all of that because it was very epic fairy tale speak. The Fae have that certain way about them. Everything about the throne that they're on, it's silver grass. There's trees around them with gems of jewels. And then the eloquent speaking just transports you to this Fae fantasy realm. Kellen's palms get sweaty because he's never done a quest before. He's always dreamed about being a hero. He really wants to know more about his father and to be more like him. So to find the truth, he agrees and takes the call to adventure. That's the end of the first episode. And a hero is born, or so we might see. What was your favorite part of this episode? My favorite part was when Kellen, I, I just can't get over his naivety. I love it. There's something about it because we're in a fairy tale universe. There's something childlike and explorative about him. Um, he's, he says, the bravest thing he's ever done is go through the archway. I think it's just ironic that what he's taking as bravery, others might look at as foolishness. I don't know if that maybe prefaces some of what's to come in our next stories, but I love that. What did you like best about this episode? My favorite quote is when Rowan finally lets loose. Uh, it says, uh, to name what leaves her fingertips a bolt of lightning is to name a cauldron a thimble. The heavens themselves tremble at the sight. Dark clouds recede to allow the king of elements its regal charge. By the time the thundercrack brings them all to their knees, it has been a full five seconds. Only when the dust settles does she realize what she's done. <laughs> Did you have a favorite photo? Though my favorite moment was Rowan letting loose, my favorite photo is the last one of Kellen getting to see the magical staircase and the Feylord because his face is just so full of wonder and excitement and looking forward to what happens next. And it's a very nice way to kind of begin this arc of story. It's funny because even though my favorite moment was about Kellen and uh, off on his adventure, my favorite photo was your favorite quote with Rowan and the lightning. And I just love seeing that explosion of character. And I think we're starting to see the beginning of two different origin stories. We have both Rowan, who is, we've known her a little bit before, but she's becoming not of a twin. She's kind of going out on her own. And Kellen's also going out on his own, but in a very different way. Yeah, they're both uh, achieving separation from their families and trying to figure out who they actually are outside of their home and their home life. Thank you to all of you who are subscribed to us on YouTube. And you can also listen to Storytime with Gina and Zena on any podcast app where you can find your favorite podcasts. Now we are on to episode two. Thank you.